0: The following sermon was delivered at the 1030 worship service at the United Methodist Church of Kent. Please enjoy. I was once accustomed to believe that differences between cultures and race and and beliefs were the cause of too much conflict and jealousy and pain. I believe that God willed for humankind to eliminate these differences. If we became one, then our appearances, ways of living, cultural upbringing would no longer be important. Wouldn't it be great if we could be part of sort of a melting pot of soup where everything cooks together and you can't really tell the difference but you do have some interesting taste? Could we, if we could be a part of a melting pot in which barriers disappeared, just melted away. Then someone challenged this fantasy of mine. God's plan is not that we are melted away into some kind of soupy existence. We need to jump into a big tossed salad bowl. We could be together, sure, but our individuality would still prevail. Ingredients of a tossed salad maintain their their basic identity, do they not? Carrots are still carrots. Cucumbers are still cucumbers. Tomatoes are still tomatoes. Lettuce is still lettuce. Not to my taste, but God will st- still probably allow avocados to be avocados. <sighs> the point? toss salad is not only beautiful to look at, but it's tasty too. The individual ingredients do not need to give up their identity. Now we are going to shift to Saul before he was renamed Paul. He seemed to like the idea of the melting pot He could not stand people different than he. He deeply believed that the Jewish Jewish way was the only way. Those of his tradition and faith were superior to any others. In fact, God willed that others could be destroyed. When followers of a person called Messiah began proclaiming a different point of view, Saul was angered and frightened. He pursued them. He fomented hostility against them. He stood by while his colleagues executed them in public. Followers of Jesus were different. They needed to be destroyed. But then Paul headed out on the road to Damascus. It was his intention to continue persecution of Christians there. Here again what Paul said happened on his way. While I was on my way and approaching Damascus, About noon, a great light from heaven suddenly shone about me. I fell to the ground and heard a voice saying to me, Saul, Saul, why are you persecuting me? I answered, who are you, Lord? Then he said to me, I am Jesus of Nazareth, whom you are persecuting. Paul then asked, what am I to do, Lord? Well, the rest is history. It was the beginning of Paul's conversion and led to the greatest missionary adventure and really, in all of history. And listen again to a key message he shared with churches throughout Israel and Greece and Rome. The melting pot is there, yes, but so is the salad bowl. To the church at Corinth he wrote, now there are varieties of gifts, but the same spirit. There are varieties of service, there are varieties of activities. And again he wrote, the body does not consist of one member, but of many. The salad bowl. To the church at Galatia, he wrote, There is no longer Jew or Greek. There is no longer slave or free. There is no longer male or female, for all of you are one in Christ Jesus. The melting pot. The church at Colossae, there is no longer Greek and Jew, circumcised and uncircumcised, barbarian, Scythian, slave and free, but Christ is all in all. Again, the melting pot. Then to the church at Rome, he wrote, as in one body we have many members, not all the members have the same function. The salad bowl. Yes, the melting pot is in many of these letters, but the bowl containing the tossed salad is too. Our differences are important. They bring quality and freshness and energy to the body of Christ. And it is an asset that must be mirrored in the world around us as well. Even though we advocate for a oneness in Christ, we are also called to witness to God's desire for appreciation of differences in our church, as well as our community, our nation, and our world. Racial and cultural differences, yes, they are real, but they need not be divisive. A person from India might give us pointers that enrich our prayer lives. A person from Africa might introduce us to music that stretches our soul. A person from Korea might expose us to new forms of literature such as poetry. In a letter sent to us several years ago, we read about words spoken by our nephew's then five-year-old daughter. It was on the occasion of the birthday celebration of Martin Luther King. She said she was going to bake a cake in his memory. A birthday? A cake? Of course. Mia decided the cake would be pink. Everything in her world was pink, so why not the cake too? She thought a minute and then said, I don't think Dr. King would like pink. Then she paused and then changed her mind. I think he would like pink. He likes all colors. Awareness and acceptance of differences can be a growing experience. Our conflicting understandings of human sexuality have challenged all of us. The range of differences within society in general and within the United Methodism have resulted in significant controversy. I think we are probably the last mainline Protestant church or denomination to experience a division that is resulting in a separation in two distinct Methodist bodies. Some local churches have or have begun to disaffiliate. And I hope the failure to appreciate differences does not weaken us all we may be close to becoming a mirror of the world rather than creating a mirror for the world. Looking for answers leads us to reviewing Paul's words written to the church at Corinth. If anyone is in Christ, there is a new creation. Everything old has passed away. See, everything has become new. All is All of this is from God who reconciled us to Himself through Christ and has given us the ministry of reconciliation. Reconciliation does not mean that our differences must melt away. It means we learn from people who are different than us and grow as a result together in faith. And that's not easy. I once heard of a woman who was stopped at a traffic light. There was one car in front of her. When the light turned green, the driver in front of her did not move. She honked her horn, no response. She shouted out the window, no response. As her anger escalated, so did the words she used. One might say they were a bit blue. Her shouting and screaming made no difference. Then the light changed from green to yellow, and just as the light turned red, the driver in front of her woke up and drove on through. The woman in question, some of you have experienced that I can tell, the woman in question was enraged as she had to wait for the next green light. But as she prepared to go, a police officer rapped on her window. He made her get out of the car. He put her in handcuffs and took her to the police station. She was booked and put into a cell. A bit later, the police officer went to the cell, opened the door and apologized. He said, I saw the." Would, what would Jesus do? Sticker on your bumper and an invitation to church on your license plate. There's also a decal of the cross on the back window. I assume you stole that car. <laughs> it's not easy, is it? The call to be one in Christ is God's will. So, but so is Paul's reminder, the body does not consist of one member but of many. And as in one body we have many members, not all the members have the same function. Sounds like a a tossed salad to me. This morning in Holy Communion, we will join together in accepting one Savior, but then we will depart as individuals committed to serving Christ in various ways. Let us pray. Gracious God, we praise you for your patience with us When one is different than we are, we are sometimes reluctant to accept that person. The personality may annoy us. The manner of dress may shock us. The color of skin may stir up prejudice and fear. Opinions other than ours may anger us. Forgive us, God, for our short-sightedness. Forgive us for our fear of things and people different than we are. Oh God, thank you for your patience with us and for showing us a better way Through your Son, you bring us a unity that flourishes when we accept differences and rejoice over our many and different and special gifts. In such interaction, you bring us growth of spirit, a broader horizon, new perspective, new friends, and a stronger faith. Walk with us, God, as we dare to be adventurous and bold, as we meet those who can help us grow in truth and love with you. We pray for those within our congregation who are in the process of healing, who are mourning and grieving, who are looking for your presence in these moments. We pray particularly for Joanne Senek and fam- family as they mourn the death of her brother, Anthony. We lift up the congregation of the Lockwood United Methodist Church. May your peace bring strength and growth and new possibilities for serving you. Oh God, may your presence bring peace to the world around us. Wars do seem endless, violence seems to surround us, injustice seems to never end, and we seem to feel so hopeless, but help us to be messengers of hope, beginning with our own families and community and nation. In thy name we pray, amen. Thank you for listening to this edition of the United Methodist Church of Kent Sermon Podcast. For more information about the church, visit www.kentmethodist.org.